Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. The College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Bioxypal, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, you're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by NCHC-TV and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on the Podbean app. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. And, of course, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers having a big show to uh, end up and uh, send away 2020 as we prepare for the New Year. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you this evening? Oh, we're doing good. Trying to enjoy some of this downtime uh, for a change here. Uh... <laughs> downtime? What's downtime? Well, let me rephrase that. If it's, you don't want to say downtime. Uh, how about not working time? And, you know, by not working, I mean, you know, not working. Not doing the real the job. job. Yeah, not yeah, doing the, the real job. job. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good to hear. How's the weather out your way? Uh, not as good as it was Sunday when we talked. It was a little windy yeah. today, a little colder. Yeah, Sunday was really nice. Um, it's going to get cold here, Paul. What's well, going to be down into the 70s? Uh, it's going to be 39 on New Year's Eve. We're going to have to watch uh, the big uh, Tostito chip. I guess they don't have that anymore. <laughs> but I don't know what they have. Gonna, we're going to stay, we're gonna have to stay in the house because it's 39 degrees for the low temperature. I'm not going out in that, Paul. That's, that's just ridiculous. I, I totally understand that. I mean, <laughs> I, I am with you. I, but let, you let know, me tell you I something, my friend. No, I can't complain, Scott. I mean, I mean listen, as far okay. as a, wint, an act, a real winter is concerned, uh, uh, I, you know, that, I have to talk to your, to your, to your, <laughs> to your grandson about uh, what winter is like because he <laughs> – Oh. Uh, well, I got another video to send you after the show, too. Nice, he is tooling nice. around right now. Uh, I also wanted oh. to remind the folks that we are going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, about three weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Hopefully. The, the, okay. And the uh, – the no, hopefully. Stop, stop, stop. There's no hopefully. Okay. Uh, well, you might stu- be, but listen, studio, who knows what happens on this end? Studio Swim is going to be a cool – 98 degrees in their pools as we sit in there and watch some stuff on TV. That okay with that? 
I'm I am so okay with that. <laughs> and of course, we're going to be at the D the D Hotel in Las Vegas doing our shows uh, 17th through the 20th uh, at beautiful Bar Canada. Uh, you're welcome to come out and join us, socially distant, wear your mask, and uh, wave at us. There, do whatever you like. But we will be there doing live shows Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. All four of our Quad Pod of Hockey podcasts will be live from the D Las Vegas. Tonight, Paul, we're going to do something that we have never done before. We're bringing dual guests on. Going to have a good show? About, oh. Yeah. <laughs> dual guests on from the state of Massachusetts that are going to talk a little Boston College hockey from back in the glory days, as we like to call them, back in the late 1980s. Oh, uh, I don't think they, they want to call them the glory uh, days all the way back. I, I think they probably <laughs> want to say we had a few more after that, but we'll have to ask those guys. Cause... Oh, yeah. Just look at the lineup back then, Paul, and that's the glory days. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I well, have looked at the lineup, believe uh, me, just to, you know, to do the research on 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 on, on There's on, some on, talent. Oh, my Lord, Lord, there is some talent on that roster. Okay, so we're going to visit with them. And the reason we wanted to have them on is there's a tie in because this year the Arizona State Sun Devils have uh, been forced to play all of their games on the road due to COVID. So they are part of the Big Ten adopted, but not part of the Big Ten. I don't know how they're going to play Big Ten schools all on the road. So we thought, what a great idea to bring in a couple of guys that, that have done that before, if you will, when they were building a new arena at BC. And uh, we thought, why not ask them what that was like to be on the road all the time? It's different, but kind of the same. So, so we'll get into that here in about 10, 12 minutes or so. But uh, before we do that, Paul, uh, you had a chance to get on the, uh, the press conference today with uh, Coach Powers. So let's talk about that first and, and tell us what you found out about uh, their preparation as they head to Minnesota to face the number one ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers and undefeated Minnesota Golden Gophers. Well, listen, they're excited to play. Um, when uh, you know, when we asked Jacob Wilson, who was also part of the interview process today, um, the fact that he gets that they get to play a number one team for the. Not a team that has been ranked, but it's actually ranked number one when they play them. Uh, he got a little twinkle in his eye, a little smile on his face. Um, they are relishing the opportunity. Uh, I, I think they realize they have a, a, a big-time chance here to spread the gospel, so to speak. Uh, and... And and I, and I think they're very much looking forward to it. They're happy and pleased that they've got to spend a couple of weeks in their own beds, um, and happy to be in the warm weather and so forth <laughs> it's and not so on. Be warm in Minnesota. <laughs> no, that thirty nine I was talking about, Paul. That's going to be. They'll be lucky to see that as a high temperature in the four days that they're there or whatever. <sighs> Yeah, well, so, I, so that, let's, let me ask you this quickly. Coach told us Tuesday night that they were going to be up there on the 31st and they were going to get a good couple of days in on the, right. the big ice sheet. Uh, Coach knows how important this is. Uh, he told it to us Tuesday night. This is a big, big series, like he said, to not only show uh, that they can play against the number one team in the country, but it's on a big ice surface. The last time they went to Minnesota, they were a little undermanned and they uh, got pretty much shellacked. Uh, by the golfers so there's some uh, payback in line 
And uh, those games will be well, on the 3rd and 4th, uh, Sunday and Monday. Do we know right. game times yet, Paul? They've been announced. I haven't seen them myself. Uh, I they don't say anything know. Today? I, I, can, I can look at that, too. Uh, who knows? Game times change. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, they are definitely trying to use that experience uh, that they had when they were in Minnesota the last time. The team is obviously a better team or a much better uh, skilled team team than it was the first time they were in Minneapolis or are they, or are they in St. Paul? No, they're in Minneapolis. They're in Minneapolis. Okay, they're I, just, I was to, they're the Twin three, Cities. 3M Arena at Mariucci. Yeah. Um, and they also emphasized today that they realized the importance of playing the game properly between the dots where the size of the ice rink doesn't matter because dot to dot is the same. Almost kind of like that scene in Hoosiers where the Gene Hackman <laughs> character measures the height of the rim to the floor and the, the baseline to baseline, et cetera. Um, and he's right about that. Of course, uh, it just means you have to focus a little bit more on staying in position. Uh, so they're excited about it. I was, like you said, obviously their talent level is better than it was two years ago. And I'm sure there are guys on this team that want to get back there and show that that was just a bad weekend. And you could ask that question, and I thought about asking that question today. But, uh, you know, the last time I asked that question when ASU played Notre Dame, uh, the coach <laughs> said, nah, none of the players on this team remember that. <laughs> but in the, in the postgame, when they – when they won they when they won the game, uh, one of the freshmen said, Well, the last time ASU was here, blah blah it was like one of the first things he said. So Right. <laughs> so so much for that. No, nobody on this team was here back then because it was so long ago. So Yeah, I hear you. Well somebody I, I, remembers. Uh, we know what ASU uh schedule lies ahead. That that's pretty clear. They've got their no, they don't have a the, time they don't the have time yet. Okay, so we'll keep our eye on that one for uh, next Sunday or this coming Sunday and Monday as we head into the new year. But we also know that uh, Colorado College and Denver are going to square off against each other New Year's Day and January 2nd, first in Colorado Springs and then up to Denver. So uh, hopefully things continue to go. There was some news from the NCHC today about a couple of uh, changes to the schedule already, which – it's a little bit disappointing, but as we talked to uh, Commissioner Fenton on Sunday night, he said they anticipated it. They thought there could be some issues. So, Yeah, I don't um, know if we put the, the Maloki on them or not. Nah, that wasn't on us. That wasn't on us. Nah, that, that's COVID-19. We could put that on somebody else, but uh, okay. that's politics, okay. and we don't want to get fine. into that right now. Well, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making sure because uh, – <laughs> You know, like I said, they could blame us. Who knows? <laughs> well, a lot of people be the first time we got blamed for something. <laughs> no, certainly wouldn't. <laughs> no, so <laughs> whether we deserved it or not. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, so so we know what's going on there. Uh, real quick, I do want to talk about before we bring our guests on here. I want to talk just a little bit about Team USA. Uh, they they look lackluster in the World Juniors in their opening game against Russia. Um, Correct. They just weren't all together. Then they put it all together, I thought, in 11 nothing win over Austria. 
then they had a couple days off and nobody really knew what was going to happen today. Um, they showed us, right? Spencer Knight back in that score seven times against uh, the Czech Republic, who had just beaten Russia. Um, yep. Building up that uh, goal differential now, uh, which yeah. is always nice in this tournament. And they're getting a huge win over Czech Republic. So we're excited about that. Um, just your thoughts real quick, Paul, if you could, on uh, what you've seen from Team USA so far. Well, I... I, I... They definitely played with a much deeper sense of urgency against Austria in Game 2 than they did in the first two periods against the the Team Russia. And I think you could tell that by the way they played in in the third period against the Russians, but they had built themselves too deep a hole. Um, And today, uh, they went at it again pretty much like they did against the Austrians. Uh, The Czechs uh, kept it it played their style for the first period. Um, and then what I saw after that, uh, they just, they couldn't keep the USA off the board, especially on the power play. So, um, you know, that was, uh, a, a big win for them today. And now they go against Sweden who hasn't lost in the preliminary rounds in I think a decade. That is going to be a fun new year's Eve, Paul. I, I said that about, uh, three weeks ago or two weeks ago when we had uh, Chris Peters on, I talked to him about that, and I said uh, the New Year's Eve games, the final two, are going to be so much fun to watch. So, and, uh, and I'll just and I'll just say this though, before we bring on uh, our friends here, uh, the Austrian goalie's been the best player in this tournament. He he's oh, made yeah, about sixty a saves a game. A I mean, is he the? I mean, he may not have been the guy touted as the best player in the tournament, but he's played the best. He has played yes. out of his mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and bring on our two guests from Boston College in about two minutes. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and a relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995, Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. 
award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, it is our special opportunity tonight, our special guests. We're bringing on some BC guys, Paul. We've got another Paul and Paul Marshall, and we've got Jeff Walker with us to talk a little bit of uh, good old days at Boston College. Gentlemen, Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You? I'm doing well. Jeff, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? This is me. Oh, yeah. yeah you're good, good Jeff. Paul. How about Paul? Paul's, Paul's here. Having... Oh, there we go. Awesome. There we go. Okay. We got you. What's up, brother? Okay. Well, guys, it's great to have you on. Uh, Paul and I were talking about this this summer. We said, you know, uh, when we found out that ASU was going to play all their games on the road this year. We said, has that ever happened before? Has anybody played all their games on the road? And if they have, why? And how? what kind of success? So who wants to lead off? Which one do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, back in the days when you guys were, were students at Boston College? And by the way, we'll get into your roster in a minute. But tell us about why you guys had to play some games on the road all season long. You, you want me to go, Paul? To, uh, yeah, go ahead, Paul. To the guy in the uh, <laughs> okay. weather in Arizona. So I'll let, yeah, I'll exactly. let him begin. And I'll let any color I can. <laughs> no worries. Uh, That's yeah. the part we uh, want. <laughs> uh, first year I was at BC, we were in McHugh Forum, and they had decided to turn uh, tear it down. So for the next two years, we would be without a rink. So we ended up playing all our home games, uh, air quotes, at BU, Northeastern, or Harvard or the Boston Guard. So for two years, we were literally on the road. Nothing like ASU, though, is to go on the road for 36 days and play the Big Ten schedule and being bumped around from hotel to hotel to hotel. I can't imagine. So I wouldn't say we compare that way, but we did have no fans like they did. And we had a few fans, but nothing like when at BC. Um, I was thinking earlier, the biggest difference for us, we didn't have a rink to practice at. At least they got just some really nice facilities they can practice at. For us, we would take literally, get dressed like a squirt, put our pants on, no skates on. <laughs> we'd jam into four vans or three vans. We would drive all the way down the street to Jamaica Plain, and we would skate and practice in an outdoor rink. And it was really? funny because we would get, we would literally, we would get dressed in the lobby. And, and Jamaica Plain is very ethnic, so it's, there's a lot of Portuguese, Puerto Ricans, uh, Asians. So nobody, there'll be hockey fan base there. So they were literally sitting between us as we're digging in our bag and getting ready to go out there after a public skating when some 10-year-olds got 
you know, rental figure skates on. So it was crazy that, I mean, they had no idea they were around some, some decent hockey players, you know, but, uh, one of the rinks we went to got condemned. So after skating there for two or three months, <laughs> they closed that down. So but now wait, now wait, was, was that because you guys were there or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 okay. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> was no long Island guys there, you know, not yet anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's pretty much it. So, I mean, it was we were on the road, no home games, no, no, no major fan base. I mean, the fans obviously made it down, but nothing like being at BC. So then the senior year, we came back and they had uh, Conte Forum. And I don't know if anyone really knows this, but the reason I didn't go pro my junior year is just so I can come back and play both arenas. Well, wow, that makes joke. perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> and Paul, but, is but the good the thing Paul and I were the only one of the the only class that played in both arenas ever at BC. Uh, yeah. Trivia question. Yep. Well, Paul, what, what, uh, do you have anything that did, did he leave anything out? I, I I can't say he did. I mean, he was spot on with everything. The only thoughts that were coming to mind as he was speaking is that it seems to have come full circle. Uh, by that, I mean, today I work with Timmy Driscoll's uh, power skating and skills camp here in Boston. Mm -hmm. And the, as a result of COVID, I heard one of you, you know, you guys were talking about in your open. Um, COVID has an impact on it. So it's, it's almost apples and oranges to relate what we went through in our era and what these guys are going through coupled with COVID. I mean, because we have the kids outside getting dressed in their cars or outside in the parking lot then rolling in on blades, uh, rollerblades, and taking them off and getting on the ice, and we teach them how to skate and whatnot. But so, so it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting to me. Now, let me ask you a question. Just because you guys said you played, quote-unquote, home games at other people, when you played those games, and I'm just going to use round numbers here, if there were 3,000 tickets sold, I assume that, 2,500 of those tickets went to the team that you, whose rink you were playing in? So if you were playing against Northeastern, were you playing at Northeastern? No, we, we played against teams? Northeastern. We played at Boston University against Northeastern when it was okay. a home game for us. When it was a away game, we played at Northeastern. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? No, you, no matter what, you guys were up there getting in hostile territory. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Okay, so let's, let's, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. What was that it, like? His, it, it, well, here's the crazy thing, and this could be something that points at, at ASU and, and how talented they are. We had the best record ever at Boston College that first year in the row. We were 31-8, and eight, phenomenal, great players. The very next year, same situation, we had the worst record ever at BC, like 13-18. and 18. Still a decent record, but we had lost four players to the Olympic team. Uh, Kevin Stevens, Craig Janney, Brian Leach, Craig Brown. So if you have the talent, there's really no obstacle. Although I think if we were out playing in the end, uh, was the old WCHA and playing North Dakota and living out there the whole time for 36 days, I think it would be a little different. Now, by the way, just in case anybody was wondering, those four names that were just mentioned <laughs> only combined for 82 goals 
and 155 assists the year before in a 34 game season. I mean, I'm sorry, in a, in a 40 in a 39 game season, that they averaged six goals a game. How'd you guys lose? Yeah. Wait, but first of all, when they left, Paulie made it all up. At least half of that. <laughs> Why I watched from the bench. <laughs> no, don't listen to him. He's too humble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was he? Was he not watching? <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah that playing, might have been more like watching, it. He was practicing with the rest of us. I mean, we were all yeah, 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 So, yeah. so I, if the if the point is sort of what's the correlation or what's the lesson to be learned from having to be on the road for a couple of seasons while your arena is being built, which is, I think that's what this is. Um, you know, we, you know, conversely, you can go one way or the other, right? You can take it yeah. as a negative or a positive. And we, we bonded like no one's ever bonded before. We knew, you know, you got seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, all have different frame of minds. Seniors feel like they're getting buffaloed. The juniors feel like, yeah, I'm getting buffaloed. And you know what? But then the arena's built and you've built a bond and you make the best out of it. That's, that's so. So, just what were those van rides like? Because you guys had to be stuck in some of those rides for a couple hours, squeezed into them, right? Oh, no, it was only like a half – to practice, it was like a half hour. But depending on who drove, it was uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, you guys drove? Who, who, who drove, Jeff? Who drove? Uh, it wasn't me. It was Sean Kennedy. I think you drove, right? Danny Shea? I did. I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys drove? They didn't have coaches drive? No, we drove in our equipment. Oh yeah, yeah we literally driving. Polly's driving in pants, your socks, your shoulder pads, everything. Unreal. Every single day. It was priceless. It really was. That yeah, games you make too? The best of it. You make the best. Was that? Was that for games, uh, games too? No, no. Oh. Games we had the we had the big bus in our plane. <laughs> oh my lord. And we could dress in the arena <laughs> locker room. Yeah. Right back at the school. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was good times. Guys, now, I wanna, there, wait, no, no, come on. I, I got more, got more about this van rides. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is the stuff I want to know. I I, I I I know why they won thirty one games. They had two hundred points the year from the the, the, they had 200 points from four players. You know what name was left out? It was Timmy Sweeney. He had 31 goals as a sophomore. That's yes. On I, I, already, I was only talking about the On the second the, power uh... play. On the yeah. second power play. <laughs> oh. figure, figure that one out. How'd you guys yeah. lose? Johnny Blue. <laughs> yes, John Blue, Minnesota. Johnny Blue from yeah. Minnesota. We don't want to talk about that. It was the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. We played a two-game total goal series. We... Lost the first game. I think we had like 72 shots. We, we won the last game, but we're out because we're out by one goal. Oh. And yeah. John Blue stood on his head. How and I, I missed Tommy, Timmy Sweeney only nights. because of – was that? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But Timmy Sweeney, he didn't go Olympic team, right? No. No. Like, I'm sorry. On. I might have tuned you guys No, the reason, the reason I didn't mention Sweeney – Either easy, earlier was because he didn't go to the Olympics. I was just talking about the right. players who lost to the Olympics teams. Yeah, but, yeah. He did go to the that's... Olympics, but the next oh, he did four, four years later. Okay, yeah, oh, four yeah. years later. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That was the year I was later. Yeah, we had yeah. Some, we had some talent. It was it was a shame. It was a shame. Want to hear a funny yeah. story, guys? My yeah, brother. This is what Chris, I want. Yeah. 
my bu- my brother Chris transferred from Michigan State as a sophomore. And so I was there four years, obviously, and I was fortunate to be the captain. And uh, and we never made it to the Final Four. We never won a bean pot. My brother transfers from Michigan State for about a semester and went to the Final Four and has a big old ring on his finger saying DC, and I got stupid. <laughs> oh, 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 my Lord. Yeah. Do you show you that ring often or what? <laughs> If, well, if he wants to stay alive, he won't. <laughs> oh, yes! Uh, yeah. now, now, was there a set group in each van? No, I think we just kind of mixed it up a little. You know, who's ever dressed in time? Put it this way, if Johnny was on our van, he'd be the last one on the last <laughs> He loves the locker room. And he oh. just, well, he'd be the last guy out. He loves that whole atmosphere. Who was, hey, was guys, there somebody sound that... naive. How's it going out there with ASU this year as far as games and Johnny and all that? Johnny's hurt. Johnny's out. Um, okay. He hurt himself. Uh, he got blindsided by a Michigan guy from behind. So he, he made the first game and was out the middle of the second game. He hasn't played since. He's, I don't think he's going to make it this weekend. Yeah. But, that's kind of a but they've been playing really well. They ran into a buzzsaw with Michigan. And then you know they could have just packed it in there because that was it was a beat down. Um, but they came right back and they've been playing well. They ended up winning three games in a row. They ended up losing. We had like three overtime games in a row or something like that where we lost all three or two. Yeah, um, two. They're right there. They're like a, I think a goal away almost every game. And they're, they're playing so well. And the freshmen are picking up and they're they're carrying the team. And it's, it's nice to watch. That's what Johnny was out there. <laughs> yeah. So to Boy, sure. We we really want him out there this. Uh, this Saturday or Sunday and Monday, uh, Jeff, because uh, going against number one Minnesota, and I was going to ask you guys that question: um, When you play top-ranked teams, uh, like you certainly did back in your days, uh, how do you prepare uh, for a number one team? And did you play a number one ranked team? We, we were number one a lot the whole time. <laughs> so so it, it, we, it, it was uh, we were their Super Bowl for almost every team we played against. It was really that way. They, right, they right. came with their Super Bowl game, and you know if we just if we decide to mail in the first period, it's going to be a longer game. But we, we just had so much talent that first year on the road. So, so what about the second year? Uh, yeah, it was just tough. We had we had some we just lost our you know, some players and um, freshmen were real good, but it just it was it was tough. It just you know. you're still talking Arizona, right? No, no, no. Now I'm talking. No, we're BC. talking about the second year. We're talking about you guys. Okay, so I guess you can fill that in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, our freshman year, obviously, we we uh, went to the finals and whatnot, and then Leachy and Brownie came in the second, our second year, I should say, mm-hmm. and then we lost everyone junior year, and then yep. senior year we got Brownie back and some good young players. So we had like in our four year tenure. We had a really weak junior year. Aside from that, we were we still should have had a, a chance to get to the final four, and we and we failed. Yeah, yeah. I would say if, if we played a number one team or something like that, number two, three, I don't think we cared. Yeah, I really think we were that confident that it didn't matter to us because we thought we were better than them, and we really thought that. 
Jeff, you know, that's that's the feeling I get um, around Coach Powers, and I've had that for the last five years, is that it doesn't really matter who they play. Um, every time we, we would sit down together, he would say, I don't care who the opponent is. I care what we do. We're going to play our yeah. game and, and do what we can. Well, we, we all know what happened the last time ASU went to Minnesota. They they took a beating the end of the year. Johnny couldn't play that weekend either. And, um, you know, they kind of just – it was – I quote – you know, me being a Minnesota guy – I was there for that game, and I said, I've never seen a Minnesota team want to beat another opponent that bad in my 58 years on the planet because yeah. they just wanted to prove that ASU did not belong, and they did. So oh, I thought that 100%. They were rubbing it in our face, I felt. <laughs> right to the very end. And yep. uh, I just, I'm curious right now as to what the guys uh, are feeling because Coach Powers said they're going to be up there New Year's Eve. They're going to get a couple of days skates on that big ice surface. And they're going to be ready for number one on Sunday. I think they are too. I think they're too. And they're going to give them everything they got. I guarantee you that. And it won't be playing like a, a middle ranked team where they, you know, this, this, they're going for their Super Bowl right now. So I think they'll show up and do well. So because I obsess over things. And no, no, no. I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> I've never done that. Um, was there somebody, and, and I don't know if you even want to, if you if you want to make, was there somebody that was like, we got to make sure he's in the other van. We got to make sure he's in the other van. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I see. That's the stuff that I want to know. Forget the on ice stuff. I can look yeah, that the up. Coach, the coach. <laughs> yeah, the coach. Exactly. Shoot, we couldn't swear at BC. I remember really? playing Michigan State and the NCAA's, and I dropped a f bomb about let's go, you know, and coach is like. Jeff Walker, I never heard that from you ever. You should never say that language. <laughs> I like boy, yeah. you're not around me enough. <laughs> now, wait a second. Now, now, Jeff and I have had some conversations over time. Okay, and he has mentioned to me that Kevin Stevens was the biggest trash talker going. How did he do that without all the swearing? Uh, he's far away from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he actually he looked down at the coach when he swore, yeah. and the coach had not much to say. <laughs> yeah. hey, let me touch on something. Um, when Powers says that about the team, you know, we, we had played a couple games where we didn't play well, and we were probably thinking, what's going on? And the coaches were really calm about it. Not a big deal. We had the game the next day against the same team, and they would show us video, and literally – it was nothing about what the other team did. It's what we did and couldn't do and what we did well. And honestly, in like two hours a time span, we were more confident. We were like, oh, we can do this. And we did. And we'd do it the next night. It was just weird how you used to have coaches in high school and youth hockey screaming at you and saying, you got to do this, you got to do that. But they were pretty calm about everything. And I think that's the way Powers comes across too, is that, hey, the game's over. Tomorrow's another day. And I don't know, he gets the team rolling for that. So yeah, I would totally agree with you on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say you guys are all out in the warm weather, so I'm going to say that's a la Bill Belichick here in New England. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Nice game. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hard to hear with all the Super Bowl rings in my ear. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Listen, uh, Paul, uh, there, everybody on the other end of your phone line there is not in the warm weather. 
Uh, I am on Long Island, so I am not in the warm weather. And I, I don't know anything about these Patriots Super Bowl rings because. What uh, um, your TV didn't, didn't work in January and February? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I, I, the two Super Bowls I watched, the Patriots didn't win, so. Oh. 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 I was just Whoa. about to say I'll meet you on Mulberry Street, uh, but not now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, see, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you guys did. Oh, yeah. yeah. You had that one loaded. Touche. Oh, Jeff, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I, I want to know this, guys. Compare now, especially uh, Jeff can do this, but compare the uh, the college days of the 80s. And, and I'm back in those days. I was at UMD from 80 oh. to 84. So uh, uh, compare then to what you're seeing now, Jeff, with, with uh, Johnny playing and what you've seen just from watching games and Paul probably from watching as well. But uh, how much has the college game changed in your estimation? Uh, or has it? I, if anything, and I hate to say this, I would say it thinned out a little. The players are still great, and it's really fast. It might be faster. But, uh, you know, when you get lesser teams playing, you get more talent. It's like those teams are more filled with talent. You know, like when the original six was there for hockey at NHL, they're the best of the best was playing. Yeah, I, now I, I see some – I see – I think see other teams like, you know, maybe – I don't want to name the conferences, but um, they just—they're very good college hockey players. They really are, but this just not what we were accustomed to playing. But I won't take that away from what some of the good players are doing because some of those are much better than some of the players I played. That's for sure. Now, Paul, did as as you look as I look at these games and I look at these scores, okay, um, and I look at scores today, and since you play. Did, did you guys almost get a trickle-down effect from the way the NHL was playing at that time? The fact that, you know, it was the, the mid to late 80s and the Oilers were scoring 100 goals a game and the NHL was, was much more wide open, even with, with, the, with guys being uh, not as fast as they are today, not as physically... Uh, developed as they are today did that kind of trickle down to you guys too uh if i understand your question correctly in our nobody day, understands me <laughs> in our day it was more wide open you were saying yeah uh the nhl was well i'll tell you right now I thought there was much more checking back in our day, right, Paul? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, wide open in our day is like a phrase I've never heard. But it, yeah, we okay. were on the precipice of Gretzky and his crew and, you know, the Europeans coming in, and that's when the game changed, really. But in our day, it was like, you know, you don't have goons in the game today. You have, you know, enforcers here and there. But, no, we were a much tighter game than what you see today. And, yeah, and the okay. guys with the training they do these days, the younger kids, we didn't do that. We used to listen to our forefathers like Orr and Busick and, uh, you know, Hodge and them say that, oh, yeah, we, the season ended. We went home and partied and we went to camp the next day or in September. We never even trained. <laughs> and we thought we took that to a new level. Well, these kids today have taken what we took to a new level to an even greater level. And I guess that's the point I'm getting at. Yeah, I agree there. <laughs> 
I agree. I would say there were some games where we were told not to touch the puck for the first couple of shifts and just hit, set the tone. <laughs> I, I really, do, I do, miss, I do miss that kind of hockey. Not dirty, really. Not dirty. Just, just you know, hit him. Make them sure they I know you're dirty. Well, I knew where you're coming from. <laughs> well, back in the days of the WCHA with North Dakota and Minnesota, Minnesota Duluth, uh, that was definitely the style at North Dakota. It was like, we'll touch the puck after we've uh, rattled your cages a few times. Yep. Yep. That's the way it was. Yep. 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 So, Which games? So go ahead, Paul. Which games were more intense to play in? Were they the local when you were playing Harvard and BU, or when you would get those uh, cross-sectional games against teams like Minnesota, and North Dakota, and and, and 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 those kinds of teams? Which games were more intense, or were they just as intense, just different? That's all you, Paul. Uh, I, definitely both intense, but definitely different. And if I had to uh, categorize which one was more intense, it was definitely the BU games. Yeah. Okay. And, and the North, and the Northeastern, and the Harvards, you know. Yeah. Uh, but when we went out west, of course, we were trying to prove who we were, and they were trying to, you know, show us that we weren't going to do anything in their backyard. And it's, those were intense as well. But when you come, I like it to the bean port, bean pot, when you have all four teams <laughs> in the same arena, right? Right. And, yeah. You know. You can't get more intense than that. So, Michigan State's great. North Dakota's great. Minnesota, Michigan, uh, you name it. But nothing like being, you know, beating up your own neighbors. For for those of us who have been unfortunate enough never to be at a bean pot, just give people uh, a firsthand description of, of of what those two days are like. Uh, <laughs> I had the uh, I had the I don't know fortune or misfortune of playing uh, in the East Coast League at the end of my career in Birmingham, Alabama. And when you landed right. in a plane in Birmingham Airport, the first question <laughs> they would ask you is Auburn or Alabama. So, <laughs> so, so picture four crowds of people entering an arena and people asking you, "Who do you?" Wish for I mean Harvard Northeastern BU BC I mean it was nuts it was nuts. Did you guys look for fights in the stands when you were sitting on the bench? Sure, I was so yeah, off on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The crazy part is we would get the NBA locker room, which was about half the size of any locker room. The shower heads are about seven feet tall. Um, we had to walk on the tile. All the way down past the gift shop and past the hot dog stand, and all the way down halfway to, to get on the rink. You hear his click, 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 click on, the, on your skates. I was like, I was told all my life this is not good for your skates. <laughs> 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 but yeah. And one time we had it was overtime before, so like two overtimes, right, Paul? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And it was like a heater on in the in the in the every year that happened. Room. Oh my goodness. Then you skate warm-ups, and you, you literally would want to take off everything and put more dry clothes on. It was so hot in there. There's no air conditioning in Boston Garden. <laughs> that was on purpose, right? There isn't. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right our back. 
okay, so so guys from a distance, and Jeff, you're going to be a little closer to this than Paul will, but uh, ASU just announced they're getting that new facility. And, uh, you know, when I started this company five, six years ago now, I, I wanted to grow the game of hockey out here. I could see that ASU uh, behind Coach Powers is going to do that. That new arena comes in. But what are things that you can maybe pass on to hockey fans here to help them start um, it's like Coach Powers likes to say, be the tradition. Well, how can hockey fans, when that new building is there, start a hockey tradition at the NCAA level? Ideas? Yeah, I mean, just go to a game, see a game live, and then, you know, watch what's happening. And this is a great hockey. I actually think, and this is probably an unpopular comment, but once they get the arena, I think they'll be more popular than the Coyotes games. I think it'd be yeah. much more interesting to see. You're not alone there, my friend. Everybody yeah, yeah, exactly. thinks that. Yep, 100%. And I thought that before the issue had a D1 team. Um, you put a hockey team in Arizona State and you make it D1 and give them a brand new rank. That's gracious. That's not fair. I'm sure you guys know this as well, but you know, part of the atmosphere at college games is that uh, you have the band, you have the things that fire you up uh, that, that, that you kind of miss. Uh, at different points, and ASU has tried to do it at Oceanside, but geez, 900 people, you just can't really get that same atmosphere, but I think that's one of the things that they're going to do is bring the band in, bring the students in, let them get involved, and, and see what hockey at the NCAA level is really like. You know what you know What blew me away last year? Going to Minnesota and hearing all about how great they were and all this kind of stuff and what kind of fans. There was no one there. So I really think the ASU could come into that, be a new Minnesota for 10, 20 years with that kind of atmosphere. I mean, I understand everyone stays at home and watches this on TV instead of going to the games up there, but that, that rink was pretty empty. It, it, you know, Paul, it was, it was embarrassing, Jeff. Uh, it really was. Being a Minnesotan, I, I've never experienced that uh, anywhere that I've been. And I've been to, uh, you know, Bemidji State and Mankato and uh, St. Cloud and, and Duluth, of course, and, and, to go there and to see it like that, it was just—it was just unbelievable for me. Yeah, I was, I was shocked. It really was. All right, so I'm gonna not to change the subject here, but um, well, not that I'm changing this. It's still hockey. By the way, I, I just wanted to throw this in. I think I saw Paul play that one year. He played roller hockey. <laughs> Uh-oh. My buddy coached the Long Island team, and I went to a few of those games, and I'm pretty sure that <laughs> one of those guys just dangling out there. Uh-oh. Was this a setup? <laughs> no. No, 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 I, I, no, 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 no. It really wasn't. Um, I didn't realize this. You know, I, I only realized this when I started doing a little bit of research because I try to prepare as much as it doesn't sound that way. Um I do try to prepare for this. Yeah. So, um, and I just happened to notice, but, I'm like, wait a second. I, is I there something bad some... I don't know? No, uh, no, it's not bad. I just. No, no, no. I'm, t- I'm asking Polly. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so, okay. but I'm not, not okay. sure where he's going. No, that's no, it. No, just, I just want to say I got genuine. to see you play. I just, uh, it was 1994. <laughs> that was a lot of beer ago. Yeah, yeah. It was 1994, and thankfully I was there playing for them. And um, Brian Leach, who was my defense partner at BC, um, my sophomore year, his freshman year, 
he was with the Rangers, and that's when they won the cup. So I was able to go to every. I was in every home game, and in the dressing room, drinking out of the cup afterwards with Brian, and partying with the boys all night until the next morning. It was By the awesome. way, we don't talk about that year on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did. I was gonna no, say, we don't. Is this X-rated? What is this? No, we don't. We don't. No, no, no. We just don't talk about that that particular year on this podcast. That's like talking about that school. He's an Islanders fan. Oh, I got you. So I can't say that after the two giant comments, right? <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, it's exactly. just, it's just I got to be consistent, right? Yeah, I, have to be, I have to be consistent. I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, so okay, am I. So That's all good. I think what he might have been getting at is that the goalie of that team was Menon Rayon. Well, I was going to get to that, too. Oh, no. Good thing I wasn't playing for that team. Well, I believe Paul played in the first. Off-ice training. Oh, boy. Sorry. Um, you played in a game where the first time they ever had two women goalies in a professional I, game, correct? That's correct. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I just want to show you that I actually do research <laughs> once in a while on the other. This is not just it wasn't. I wasn't trying to set anybody up. <laughs> hey, listen, re- it's all about research. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Paul. My I'm question. Gonna... I'm, I'm I'm sure you did the research, but I want to know who read it to you. <laughs> what? Who read it to you? Who read it to me? <laughs> okay, since we got two Pauls, Paul Marshall, I want I want you to wrap things up for us a little bit by telling us what it was like to be a captain in college hockey on a squad like that with so many different personalities, players. Uh, uh, how do you do that? Is there a, a role that you have to play, or is it a respect thing? Or just tell us a little bit about that. Uh. It's a tough question to answer just like quickly on a podcast. But I mean, I think it's about, especially when you're a senior and you become the captain as a senior, I think you're kind of hopefully establishing what you bring to the table as a group from the freshman day one on, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say that Paul, Paul had earned that from day one as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, that's how that came. Yeah, I'd like to think that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they no, one hundred percent. Maybe they used Dominion voting machines, and I became the captain. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he earned it one hundred percent. That's for sure. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. Keep keep going. Keep going, Polly. Tell tell more. Yeah. Well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I also saw one of your old teammates play. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? Dave Littman. Oh that yeah, he was in, the one year he was in Arizona playing for the Roadrunners in the IHL. I, I was yeah. there for that too, so um, I just I didn't want you to feel like it was I was completely. Uh, no, but Dave Littman learned a lot from Jeff Walker. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm, I'm listening now. See now you got me. Yeah. Well, then we had go. three goalies it's on the ice, and uh, Dave Littman got the majority of the time, but he learned a lot more shit from Jeff Walker than he did from uh, Abel Helm. <laughs> Certainly not my wrist shot. <laughs> I just remember going down in the power play. It was 5-0 power play. Marshall, Leach, Stevens, Hodge, and Janney. 5-0, about 20 minutes. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> 
That's how I got down under 180. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, really, you know what really, uh, as they said, grinds my gears, though, actually, is that teaching kids how to skate today and being out on the ice but not being able to do anything nearly what you used to be able to do is probably the most frustrating thing you can imagine. <laughs> it re- honest to God, I mean, I love teaching the kids, but yeah, damn it, when you can't do what you want to do and you know you used to do it very well, it's it's frustrating. I I, I totally understand. Believe me, uh, I, I I've coached a few things myself over time. Not that uh, I was any good at them, but I I still did it. And as I get right. older, I could I couldn't do it either. So <laughs> you're too hard on yourself. Yeah. Jeff knows okay. that, I, I, that uh, you know. It, listen, if if you I, you have to, man's got to know his limitations, right? Yeah, no doubt, I know that for sure. No <laughs> doubt, no, no doubt. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Okay, so, so who so, golfs out there? Uh, I do. <laughs> In Long Island? No, no, no. No, no. I want no. to invite. I want to invite anyone on the call, whenever you're in Boston, to come to Harmon Golf in Boston on my okay. trip. Uh, All right. uh, fantastic. Oh, that'd be awesome. It, it, Scott Young. Is it Paul or Scott? That's not too far away. <laughs> no, that's it's Paul. Me. That's Paul. Yeah, as, as long okay. as you have enough golf balls, where I could lose a few <laughs> dozen, and you you won't notice because uh, after I get it off the tee. Uh, I have no idea where it's going. Won't be a problem. Won't be a problem. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll you guys have to Johnny promote will. this golf course. Harmon Absolutely. Ball. All right. Absolutely. We'll do that. And the same for you. If you get to Scottsdale or Vegas, uh, Paul, uh, we'll definitely go out and play some golf here. That's for sure. I yeah, love Johnny's it. I'll tell you, I love Arizona. I haven't been out there since probably – Ninety two or three, and I love that area. Absolutely yeah. love it. it it's changed. Out, golf courses get better and better. Yeah, I, I, the way they're manicured blows my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why I'm here. So. <laughs> 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 guys, guys, I want to I want to end things tonight on. Wait, 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 wait. So Johnny Uh-oh. might be listening to this, so he's going to take you up on that. Johnny's a pretty good golfer. <laughs> He's, a very he's, he's, engaged, he's engaged to a Russian golfer from the issue who's going for an LPGA card. So he's okay. got a good coach at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can, you, no, no, I'm just saying. But like to, like to see that happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Hey, listen, you guys have my email and all that. Let's make it happen. We hang up the phone. Let's make it happen. It'll be sometime after June, though, okay, brother? Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Sounds good, I want, boys. I want to get a quick <laughs> comment for you as we wrap things up today. Just to uh, – we, we want to tie a bow on all this. So we, we brought it in to talk about the difficulty of it. So – if I were to put you guys in the scenario that Arizona State is in right now and having to play a Big Ten schedule all on the road, how would you have taken that? Would you have been excited to do it? Would you have said, hey, this is ridiculous? What would have been your first thoughts when that schedule came out and you found out you were spending the entire season on the road, not coming home more than maybe once or twice? 
Paul, we'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, here's what I would say, actually, right? I would say it sucks. Uh, you asked what, what I would say out <laughs> yeah, of the game. Yeah, exactly. It sucks. It sucks, right? <laughs> but guess what? Pull up your bootstraps. Division one athletes do not let little impediments prevent them from getting what they're trying to achieve. And it sucks. But guess what? You power forward, you pull together, you stay close, and you you know, you move forward and you win. That's what I would say. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Jeff, how about you? I'll take a different angle on this one. Uh, when the last games we played at was at Michigan, Michigan State, and I snuck in my Nintendo into the, into the uh, into a room. So it was me, me and Littman playing Nintendo, and he thought it was the greatest thing in the world that I did that. Well, literally, no, he ends up working for EA Sports and probably making serious bank, and I'm going to take 100% credit for that one. <laughs> but I would have taken my I would have taken my Xbox with me on the 36 game road trip though this year. Oh, Probably why I didn't I play much. <laughs> hey Jeff, have you yes, found have you, have you learned of his uh, David Lippman has an app, an actual goalie no. app or a hockey app? Yeah. Get out of here, really? I don't lose you guys when I try to look this up. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah we're still, still here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll wait. It's called it's called Puzzle Hockey. Really? Really? Puzzle Hockey. Uh, off that? I don't know, dot com. In the Apple Store, Puzzle Hockey. And that's David Lippman's creation. <laughs> well, I need to oh, check that out. <laughs> oh man. Guys, well, listen, they, I need I need some royalties on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well, take that up with him, not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All I did was expose you guys as five holes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I cannot deny that. Yes. Oh. Ah, yeah, I, think they, I, think they, uh, I think they parked the van in my five holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your glove was second to none. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll see that. Johnny still knows the pain of my glove. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the stuff that we want. We have to have a separate uh, podcast just for this stuff. Yeah. Right. Johnny, hey, Johnny boy, will take yeah, me up on yeah. the bet. The reality is that the. <laughs> hey, boys, I want to wish you the best. I'm, uh, I'm going to do some research on you now. <laughs> and, what do you uh, want to know? I'm gonna try oh, to help what do you, you want to know? Out. I'm gonna. Oh, I want to help you guys out the best I can. I don't know how to do that right now. Yeah. Oh, you'll you'll find us. At, the website is icetimehockeysw.com, and the podcasts are out there. Uh, we own the primetime slot, Paul, at uh, seven thirty Mountain Time Sunday through Wednesday. We call it the uh, Quad Pod of Hockey. We've got college, it. professional, college, and club, uh, all at uh, seven thirty p.m. Mountain Time. So you'll find you us. Do you guys do anything? That's great intel. Thank you. Do you guys do anything with uh, New England Hockey Journal? Uh, not yet, but we're moving that direction. Okay. Well, I'm close with the owner, so let me know when you want them. Absolutely. Oh, nice. We'd love to hear that. That would be fantastic. I would uh, right. greatly appreciate that. All right, guys. I'll circle back with you guys. i got to jump right now, though. All right. Have a good thanks night. So much. Right. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks right, for coming take on. Take care. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. But uh, uh, Paul Marshall, Jeff Walker, uh, thanks for the insight. Thanks for the stories. It's always fun. I thought this was going to be a fun time to uh, to just do a little roundtable type thing because it's so unusual. And 
Jeff, you're seeing it from two different standpoints, obviously, with Johnny playing and, and you having gone through it. But um, it, it, I think Paul hit it on the head when he said, you know what, you just go do it, right? And uh, when we had Coach Powers on, he said the same thing. He said, I look at the glass half full, not half empty. And uh, I look at it like, hey, you know what, not quite as many road trips. It'll just be a couple of big road trips. Uh, I look at it like, you know, we got all the players together. All their uh, classes are online. It's a great time to bond. And, and you guys said that same thing. So thank you so much for the insight. Absolutely. I mean, if they can, if they can get some wins here in that kind of situation, that's going to boost them up, not only for themselves, but for their, to help them get into that tourney. Well, I'll tell well, you, uh, and I don't know if you heard Sunday night, Jeff, but uh, uh, when we had Commissioner Fenton on, he, he talked a lot about the two independents uh, earning spots into the tournament because there will be no pairwise. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I know Coach Powers told Paul and I that uh, he, he was hoping 500 would be enough to uh, find them a slot. So it's going to be a different year, but I just hope we get to a tournament and we're able to play it. We get there, look out. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what we're all hoping for. And and just in case we didn't make it clear, uh, Jeff is the father of ASU's Johnny Walker. Uh, I don't know if we made that clear enough uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, so this is why we had the connection. You know, so when Johnny has his kids play college hockey, there's obviously going to be a year where they play all on the road. And... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because apparently uh, it's part of the DNA, so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate absolutely. it. I know it's crazy Anytime. around the holidays, and we appreciate you having on. We're going to take a quick break, and Paul and I will be back to thanks, wrap Jeff. up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Sounds good. You guys be safe and go Devils. You too, Jeff. Take it easy. Take it easy. Looking for your next car? Head out. 401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient shop online at bellford.com we'll bring everything to you on your schedule schedule a test drive need a repair we'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. 
Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila and, of course, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, just a quick wrap-up on uh, our two great guests. Again, it, it, it never gets dull, does it? Oh, uh, no, listen, I mean, you know, I, I, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I, I want dirt. I, I wanted more dirt, but, you know. <laughs> I know. We know that. You know, we yeah. all know that from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the on-ice stuff, like I said, I can look that up anywhere. That's not just, you know, uh, I want, you know, I, I, I want the stuff that, that nobody can find. I want, I want, I want the the gossip. I want the good stuff. I don't want any of this on-ice well, garbage. You know, what was so funny is to think of the talent now when you look back at that roster and to think that they uh, dressed in, the, in uh, their houses or apartments and dormitories and jumped in a van to go practice on an outdoor ice sheet. And I think back to my days at Minnesota Duluth and how many times we played outdoor games. And then you look at those players, uh, Brett Hull, for example, or Tom Curvers and guys like that. And you go like, those guys did that. And, and now the careers that they had in the NHL and same thing here with Boston college. You look at those guys, uh, Craig Janney and, and Stevens and go down the list and you go, man, those guys won gold medals and Stanley cups and they were in college playing on the outdoor rinks. Oh, I they Craig Janney played in the NHL. Kevin Stevens played in the NHL. Tim Sweeney played in the NHL. Brian Leach played in the NHL. Um, I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. And 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 then you go to the other end of uh, when those guys played. Uh, David Emma played in the NHL. Uh, Marty McGinnis played in the NHL. I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy when you look at the guys that they played with, and you know, and the numbers, Paul. That's what blew me away. Oh, like I said, <laughs> the guys that the four guys, and like I said, we didn't even get into Tim Sweeney. Okay, the four guys that played in the Olympics. I I I had to look it up. I had eighty-two goals and one hundred and fifty-five assists. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. They only the played numbers, 40 games. I know. The numbers are ridiculous. I'm telling you. And you look at right now, we've got uh, uh, we got guys that are midway through the season in the NCAA, and they have seven goals. Uh, not midway, crazy. but, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's totally changed. I mean, there were some goal scorers, and, and, and like they both said, it was a physical game. It wasn't. I mean, man, there was more blood spilled between teams like North Dakota and Minnesota and Minnesota Duluth than, um, than you can ever see in a game now, uh, which I think is still good for hockey that they toned it down a little bit. But still, uh, it, you know, it was ridiculous. So, you know, okay. And, and, and like we were just reminded, David Emmel won a Hobie Baker. Yes. We were just reminded. So <laughs> Right. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. So, so we're going to kick off what would be the – second half, the 2021 part of the season. Uh, as I said, Arizona State and Minnesota will play Sunday and Monday, January 3rd and 4th. Uh, the boys from Air Force are on their way uh, out your direction, kind of, to Niagara. Uh, they're going to be playing That's, on Sunday as well. And Let's, I let's put Sunday, it this way. By the way, just, just as a comparison, yeah. uh, if I actually do get to make it to Las Vegas, it'll you be a shorter faster. ride from JFK to Vegas 
than it will be for them to go and play at Niagara unless they get one of those military jets this weekend and 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 and, and, and get that because that's an ins- you ha- going up to Niagara and having to deal with I mean that's oh. and then we also uh, talked about Denver and Colorado College Friday night uh January 1st, they will play uh, 7 p.m. in Colorado Springs at the uh, Broadmoor World Arena, the Colorado Springs World Arena. Uh, And then also uh, Saturday, we'll move up the I-25 to Magnus Arena in Denver and play there. Uh, We did check into a media. They will have no media there. So unfortunately, we won't be able to get in with uh, our great photographer and myself as we were hoping to get up to. But um, we understand the COVID stuff, so we'll watch it on nchc.tv and give you all the action and reaction on uh, Sunday night on College Hockey Southwest Live. So, yeah, Paul, we hope, I don't know else. if the ASU game will be over by then or not. Uh, the, the the other games will obviously be over since they're not on Sunday, but um, we'll, we'll see what well, happens. Well, the Air Force game will be. Air Force is playing Sunday, Monday, also. So, oh, all right, all right. So, but that that should be over because that's an East Coast game, so that should be, be no problem. Yeah. But. Okay. All right. Take it away, my friend. All right. Roger Klein's Canteon Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Bell Ford difference. Online at bellford.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, it doesn't matter. Still like to keep those cold drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner to get yours. Behind the mask at its three valley locations, in line or on ice. We are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express, our homemade recipes to your taste. Great taste, great value. M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans for ASU fans. And by the NCHC. Every game in the pod, on the road, or at home, nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Uh, we will say a big thank you to Paul Marshall and Jeff Walker, the uh, the former players at Boston College back in the 80s for telling their story about playing some road games while their arena was being built. Uh, great stuff. We appreciate them coming. Yeah, we appreciate them coming on and, and talking a little bit about that. Um, we hope everybody has a very happy and uh, safe New Year. Uh, 
Paul, anything, uh, closing notes that you want to get in there before we go? No, I just, uh, you know, uh, so far so good, uh, at least with the teams that uh, we focus on here. Uh, they haven't, you know, so far Colorado College, even though they got a late start, hasn't lost any games, neither has Denver uh, or ASU or Air Force. Well, Air Force probably has because their schedule is all screwed up. But uh, <laughs> at least nothing, well, nothing you know that's been sca- scheduled, at least at this point, has been canceled. So. Right. Or and anymore, Coach Territory so. told us, told us uh, when we had him on, he's looking to play 13 games first, and then he'll look at the record after that. Yeah, we'll worry about that. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.